0: Deuteronomy 21 and verse number 1, the Bible says, If one be found slain in the land which the Lord by God giveth thee to possess it, lying in the field, and it be not known who have slain him, then the elders and thy judges shall come forth, and they shall measure unto the cities which are round about unto him that is slain. And it shall be that the city which is next unto the slain man Even the elders of that city shall take a heifer which hath not been wrought with, and which hath not drawn in the yoke. And the elders of that city shall bring down the heifer under a rough valley, which is neither eared nor sown, and shall strike off the heifer's neck there in the valley. And the priests, the sons of Levi, shall come near. For them the Lord thy God hath chosen to minister unto him, and to bless in the name of the Lord and by their word shall every controversy and every stroke be tried and all the elders of that city that are next unto the slain man shall wash their hands uh, over the heifer that is beheaded in the valley and they shall answer and say our hands have not shed this blood neither have our eyes seen it be merciful O Lord unto thy people Israel whom thou hast redeemed, and lay not innocent blood under thy people of Israel's charge, and the blood shall be forgiven them. So shalt thou put away the guilt of innocent blood from among you, when thou shalt do that which is right in the sight of the Lord. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you, Lord, for this day. Thank you so much, Lord, for your goodness and, Lord, your grace. Thank you, Lord, for the reminders, Lord, in song tonight, God, that the Christian life is... Is grace upon grace, and Lord, we're thankful for that. Lord, we know that we deserve hell tonight. We know that we deserve your judgment, but we're thankful tonight for Jesus. And I pray, Lord, for the next few moments tonight, Lord, that you'd help us to exalt Him. And God, you said, looking unto Jesus, the Author and the Finisher of our faith. Lord, not not what a preacher, not what a choir, not even what a church, but what a Savior tonight is uh, what we want to be able to say, Lord, by your help tonight. I pray, Lord, that you'd help us to exalt your son as you have, Lord, to lift him up and make much of him. And, Lord, we know that your will will be accomplished tonight if we do that. Lord, strengthen us. Help our pastor, Lord, while he's away. Be with him, Miss Nolita. Lord, we pray that you bless in the meeting there. And, God, would you bless us, Lord, with your presence tonight. And help us through your word and by your spirit. We pray that the will of God would be accomplished in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. When we come to Deuteronomy chapter number 21, we know this, that Deuteronomy is called a book of remembrance. There are several things that God brings before the children of Israel once again as they go uh, into the land of Canaan and some things that they're to be reminded of as they are prepared uh, to take the, the inheritance that God has for them. And before us is kind of a peculiar situation. As you read through the Word of God here, we find that there is a death uh, that has taken place. There is a man that is slain in the land, and uh, nobody's really sure exactly what happened here. And so there is an investigation that takes place, and then we see that there is something that must be done. Uh, about what has happened. I want to give you three things just by way of introduction concerning this text and then I'll give you uh, our thought for the evening. But number one, we see this and this really stares us in the face when we read this text tonight. It's the case of iniquity, number one tonight. We know that sin uh, has been committed in the land that's what he said in verse number one he said if one be found slain in the land which the lord thy god giveth thee to possess it lying in the field and it be not known who have slain him then by elders and my judges shall come forth and they shall measure unto the cities which are round about unto him that is slain and so we come to the understanding and the realization that sin Uh, has been committed and how many of us know this tonight that sin will always have to be dealt with Amen God is not going to uh, look the other way we know that uh, uh, the Bible tells us that uh, in times past God winked at ignorance but listen to me God uh, will never overlook sin tonight and sin always has to be dealt with in every age every dispensation every man, woman, boy and girl God will have to deal with our sin tonight. And so we find this concept of iniquity. But then we move through the text and we find that there is an inspection or an investigation that takes place. Notice verse number 2. The Bible said, Then by elders and by judges shall come forth, and they shall measure unto the cities which are round about unto him that is slain. There is an investigative party that comes down. The elders and the judges come and what they do is they measure under the cities which are round about. Uh, this dead body or this slain body. And you say, why are they doing that tonight? Listen, we come and we, we look at this text and we realize that the elders and the judges have come. They've come out to investigate. There are no real details given as to far as, as what exactly happened. We know this, that sin uh, has been committed. But we find out that it is beyond human knowledge tonight what happened. Amen. And we find that man is incompetent when it comes uh, to dealing with sin. Listen, you look at the false religions uh, of our day. They may mention God and they may mention Christ. But many of these cults uh, that we find that are prevalent in our day, they have no case for redemption. Sin is not dealt with. But listen to me tonight. As we've already said, sin always has to be and always will be dealt with by our God. And so these men come and they inspect and they, they don't really know what's happened. But here's what we find tonight there's iniquity and then there's an inspection but we find that there is an inclusion look what the Bible says in verse number three and it shall be that the city which is next unto the slain man even the elders of that city shall take a heifer which hath not been wrought with and which hath not been drawn in the yoke and the elders of that city shall bring down the heifer unto a rough valley which is neither eared nor sown and shall strike off the heifer's neck There in the valley What's happening Something has to die Because of what's happened uh, tonight Listen we understand And we've already said That sin must be dealt with But sin must not only be dealt with But the guilt has to fall somewhere tonight Amen The guilt has to be placed upon someone Why? Because God's law and God's demands uh, Have been broken tonight God has been sinned against uh, And listen God is a God of truth And a God of righteousness tonight. And his name and his truth and his righteousness must be preserved in God's land. And so the guilt has to fall somewhere tonight. I want to talk to you about this thought tonight. I want to want to preach on the thought of guilty until proven innocent. Guilty until proven innocent in our society or at least it used to be this way there's a concept in the court system that an individual if they are accused of something that they are innocent until they are proven guilty but you understand in God's economy it's very different tonight it's the other way around you read the book of Romans tonight and we come to the conclusion that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God all will come under judgment amen thou art inexcused Inusible, oh man that is what the Apostle Paul says and so when we read the word of God and we come to terms with who God is and we come to terms with our sin we realize that we are guilty tonight the wrath of God abides upon us and we are guilty until we are proven innocent tonight amen I want you to look at some things in this text number one I want you to see that there is a picture involved in this text there is a, a picture involved and i want to look first First of all, at this man who has been slain, and I want you to see that he is a picture of the Lord Jesus Christ tonight. This man contained in this text represents the Lord. Jesus Christ we have a man that is slain in a field he is murdered by his kinsmen we don't know anything about him he's an obscure person he is of no reputation and can I tell you that describes the Lord Jesus Christ perfectly tonight amen listen he wasn't born into royalty even though he was royal amen he wasn't born into a privileged family even though he was God in the flesh listen the Bible says that he made himself of no reputation reputation tonight. He was an obscure individual. He looked like everybody else in his day. Jesus was murdered. These individuals, we don't know exactly who they are. But because this individual has committed this sin, listen, the guilt is laid upon everybody else. Everybody else is guilty by association tonight. Listen, our Lord tonight was murdered by both the Jews and the Roman authorities representing both the Jew and the Gentile tonight. Listen, that covers every individual. That covers every race. That covers every people group. Amen. Uh, Listen, Romans 5 and verse number 12 says, Wherefore is by one man's sin entered into the world and death by sin and so death passed upon all men for that all have sin you say I didn't have anything to do with what Adam did oh listen Adam's sin and Adam's transgression has been passed down to you and I through corrupt human blood and we are guilty by association and I we didn't have to do exactly what Adam did but because we are his kinsmen we are guilty and we are guilty of the body and the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ tonight. This man represents the Lord Jesus Christ. But then, as we move through the text, there's another picture. Notice in verse number four the Bible says, And the elders of that city shall bring down the heifer into a rough valley, which is neither eared nor sown, and shall strike off the heifer's neck there in the valley. Listen, Jesus Christ is not only represented as this man. But Jesus Christ is represented in the picture of this heifer tonight what does the Bible say about this cow, this heifer listen, no yoke had ever been upon him no burden had ever ever been laid upon him tonight you say, what does that typify tonight what is that picture, that picture is the Lord Jesus Christ never having known the burden of sin never one time did he have an impure fall, never one time did he do anything that he wasn't supposed to do and thank God, listen to me Jesus Christ the righteous, he took our sins upon Himself. He that knew no sin became sin, that you and I might be made the righteousness of God in Him. There was some debate in years gone by about the Lord Jesus Christ and his ability as to whether or not he was able to sin and listen to me he had absolutely no sin nature tonight he couldn't have sinned if he wanted to and he never wanted to tonight amen and the problem that I have with that tonight is that if Jesus ever could sin then he might still could and he wouldn't be a perfect savior but you know that's not our God tonight that's not our savior he's sinless and he's perfect and He's holy and He's righteous and He's a merciful Savior tonight and He's mighty to save any who will call upon Him tonight Amen. No yoke of sin had ever been laid upon the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Isaiah put it this way he said but He was wounded for our transgressions he was wounded for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray, and we have turned everyone to his own way, and the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all this sin had to be dealt with and the guilt had to lie somewhere listen to me tonight you and I were guilty and he was guiltless We, the blame was laid upon us but he was blameless tonight but I'm so glad he was willing to go amen I'm glad thank God he endured Gabbatha amen and he endured Golgotha hallelujah and thank God he took our sin upon himself and he bore the sins of the whole world and he died for us and died after us us tonight what a wonderful Savior he is we see him pictured in this text tonight but we not only see a picture but then notice this the pardon that takes place look in verse number four And the elders of that city shall bring down the heifer into a rough valley, which is neither eared nor sown and shall strike off the heifer's neck there in the valley they took this heifer this cow down into a rough Valley. Can I say this? That Calvary was a rough place. Calvary was a desolate place where nothing had ever been planted or produced. It was a place that was characterized by death. They would take this heifer down and they would cut the neck of the heifer. The Bible tells us this, that there was a waterway in this valley. There was flowing water where they would do this. And that water ran through that rough place. That water ran through that place that was pictured of death. And as those men would come, they would wash their hands of that innocent blood of that man. And that river would take that guilt blood. And it would take that sin. And it would take it away. Never to be seen again tonight. Amen. Listen to me. I'm glad. Over 2,000 years ago... On that bloody hillside, listen. My sin uh, and your sin—it wasn't just taken as far as the east is from the west. Uh, it wasn't just sewed up in a bag. Uh, it wasn't just cast into the depths of the sea. Uh, uh, but our sin's gone tonight. Uh, uh, nowhere to be found. Uh, uh, never to be brought up in the mind of God again. you say, "Where are our sins?" I don't know. The last one that had them, he lost them. Amen. We have no idea. Where our sins are. And I don't care where they are. I'm just glad they're gone tonight. But when we look at this text in verse number 5, we find that these elders and these judges have come to lay the blame and find fault somewhere. But then there's a new crowd that comes in verse number 5. And the priests, the sons of Levi, shall come near. For them, the Lord thy God, have chosen to minister unto him and to bless in the name of the Lord. And by their word shall every controversy and every stroke be tried. The sons of Levi were different than the elders and the judges. The elders and the judges had come to find fault. But listen to me. These Levites, they were the ministers of mercy and grace. Verse number 5. Blessing comes Those Levites show up And they come to bless In the name of the Lord Truth and righteousness Had been satisfied through judgment But because that had happened Mercy and grace had become available Listen to me You know what happened on the cross The judgment of God was satisfied The judgment of God And the wrath of God Was satisfied by the death And the burial And the resurrection And the presence blood of our Lord uh, and the judgment of the wrath of God had been satisfied and now because that has happened grace and mercy is offered to all who will believe we find in verse number six that these individuals were able to wash their hands of the guilt they were able to be clean you think about that tonight. We we throw around terms like positional righteousness and, and things like that. And and we ought to be theologians. I think we're losing that in our day really, really quickly. We ought to know what our Bible says and we ought to know why we believe what we believe. But listen to me, at the end of the day, listen, the the the, the learned and the unlearned can understand that through Jesus Christ tonight, you know what you are? You are clean. You are clean, you are justified in the sight of a thrice holy God. And we understand that mercy and grace couldn't have been offered and they couldn't have washed their hands of the guilt and they couldn't have been declared to be clean without the sacrifice. glad for the pardon of sin tonight. I'm thankful to be clean and to be justified and to be made... I don't feel very holy sometimes... But I'm glad that I have been made holy in the sight of God. Because when he looks at me, he doesn't see me. And there's nothing about me that I could boast in. But when he looks at me, he sees the account of his darling son. You know what the wonderful thing is tonight? Is not only when he looks at me, he sees his son. But when he sees his son, he, he sees me tonight. Amen. We're in Christ. Hallelujah. We're joint heirs with Jesus. We see the pardon. But then... Notice this with me, there's a promise in verse number 7 tonight. The Bible said, and they shall answer and say, our hands have not shed this blood, neither have our eyes seen it. Now now hold on just a minute. We go through the text, and, and that's not the gist of what we get as we read through it as we read through it the elders and the judges come and and guilt has to fall somewhere I've spent the last few minutes trying to show you that and guilt had to fall somewhere but here they are and they come and they perform this sacrifice and they wash their hands and that blood is taken away in that water and now here is what they're able to say in verse number 7 they shall say our hands have not shed his blood neither have our eyes seen it. You know what that is tonight? That's a good little definition in the Old Testament. That's a precursor. Uh, That's a prelude to Bible justification tonight. Amen? And there's a whole lot of preachers. There's nothing wrong with this. But they say just as if I never sinned. And that's a pretty good definition. But listen to me. We need to take it a step further and define it like the Bible defines it tonight. It's not just as if you never sinned. It's just as if you never could sin. Amen? The righteous of Christ has been imputed to your account and you are justified in the sight of God why because you've been redeemed tonight amen by incorruptible and perfect and pure and holy blood that can save tonight to the uttermost there's a promise that's given in verse number seven everything was put right Now, in verse number 8, forgiveness is offered. He said, Be merciful, O Lord, unto thy people Israel, whom thou hast redeemed. And lay not innocent blood unto thy people of Israel's charge, and the blood shall be forgiven them. Notice what he says in verse number 9. He said, So shalt thou put away the guilt of innocent blood from among you. It's good to know. That you're justified. It's good to know that you're redeemed. But but what about those whispers from the devil? What about about when he stands behind you and he rattles those chains that used to keep you in bondage tonight? Listen, it's good to know that we've been positionally justified and we're saved. But sometimes we have problems with the guilt of the past, don't we? But I'm glad even that is gone and wiped away by the power of God tonight. He said in verse number 9, So shalt thou put away the guilt of innocent blood from among you, and thou shalt do that which is right in the sight of the Lord. What a blessing it is to know that you can be right with God. What peace that we can experience when we know that we are right with Him. I spent a portion of my life on the other side. Experiencing the wrath, experiencing the fear that I hadn't done enough. Was I ever going to be good enough until the day that I found out that I never could be good enough. And all I had to do was trust in the one who was and is and forever will be good enough. But when we look at verse number 8, we realize that we don't have to answer for our sin. But then There's a great consolation in verse number 9 as well so shalt thou put away the guilt of innocent blood from among you when thou shalt do That which is right in the sight of the Lord. What was it that was right in the sight of the Lord? It was everything that he said to do concerning this man that had been slain in the field and concerning this heifer. And it was obedience to the word of God that gave them that peace. And it was obedience to the word of God that gave them that comfort. But I want to show you in verse number 9. Listen, God honors his word tonight. Amen? Amen. And we can rest in that fact. And here's what these people knew and they understood. They had been made right with God. But because of what they had done in their obedience and the mercy that God had shown them, listen, it was a promise and it was a guarantee that the God who had been merciful, He will be merciful. How? If we do that which is right in the sight of the Lord. Listen, outside of Christ, you can obey these commandments commandments outside of christ you can't live the christian life and we've got to allow him to live that through us and we do that through submission and surrender tonight god honors his word and the mercy that he has shown thank god listen to me that is a promise that there is more mercy and there is more grace to come what did these people have to do these people had to come And before they could ever say That the guilt, the innocent blood It's not on our hand. What they had to do is they had to come And there had to be an admission of guilt yeah. They had to come And they had to participate In that sacrifice That declared the guilt was laid upon them And that they were guilty by association I've pastored churches And it seems like in today's time, that it is hard even to get Baptists and, and people who, who claim to be Christians, it is hard to get them to admit any kind of guilt. Well, so I, I'm not even talking about lost people. But I'm talking about saved people, who, people who are acquainted with grace. Uh, they, they, they frequent the house of God. They have a King James Bible. They, they take the right stand in all of those areas of their life. But brother, when, you, when guilt is laid, they, they don't want any part of that. Well, you know, that message was for somebody else. It wasn't for me. I, I wish they were here to hear that. Or oh, so and so. Boy, they need to be down there praying. Letting God get all of that straightened out in their life. And it's hard to get people to admit any kind of guilt. But understand, when it came to Christ, that's exactly what Israel and Pontius Pilate and Herod and the whole crowd tried to do. They tried to get that blood off of their hands. As Pilate stood before those Jews that cried out, Crucify him, crucify him, crucify him. He went to that water and he washed his hands and he said, Let this man's blood be off of me. I don't want anything to do with him. I'm guiltless as far as he is concerned. And that's what Israel tried to do. And that's what Pilate tried to do. They tried to declare their innocence and wash their hands of the blood of Christ. And listen to me. You can come before God. You can declare your innocence all you want to. You can try to shape it up and prop yourself up and make yourself look as good as you want to. But until you get real with God and you, you declare yourself guilty, you'll, you'll not get far with God. We can come before Him, we can declare our innocence, but until we do it upon the basis of His sacrifice, our guilt will remain and judgment will be exercised. Until a person sees themselves as a sinner, until a person sees that they have offended God, what need for a Savior do they have? Until you see yourself as a sinner, what need do you have for a Savior? Jesus came to save sinners, amen, Amen. he said I came not to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance, them that are whole need not a physician, but them that are sick, you don't go to the doctor when you're not sick, not unless you're hypochondriac, you don't go to the doctor if you're not sick. You don't need a Savior if you're not a sinner, do you? So can I encourage you tonight, if you're here, I know it's a Wednesday night. I know we're at Bible Baptist Church. I know that many here attend week after week after week. But if you're here tonight and you're lost, don't plead your innocence. Plead your guilt before God this evening. Only Christ can wash away our sin. As the songwriter said, what can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Death and hell awaits those that are guilty of sin. And until you accept that sacrifice, realize that it was done on your part tonight, you are guilty until proven innocent. Has Christ declared you as innocent tonight? Has your sins been washed away? Can you declare by the authority of the Word of God that your sins are gone tonight? The truth shall make you free tonight. Amen. Jesus Christ died and was buried and rose again for your justification. Let's stand together tonight. The fountain fills